This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. All right, we're done with this. I'm, I'm, you know, yeah, let's cut this. You know, I thought it would be a great idea to start out with this song, you know, for the podcast, and I don't know. As soon as it started playing, and I like, you know, it was playing out. I just felt like my ears were, my ears were starting to bleed really bad. I was like, you know, I kind of forgot. Like, I mean, it was, you know. When Harold Kumar sang it in that movie, it was it was fine. But when you hear it without, you know, the potheads trying to sing it, it's just. I just felt like my ears were just starting to, you know, ah, you know. All right, so we've wrapped up with our weekend of college football, and of course, it's been fun. Well, not really. It has been fun at all. I mean. Pitt loses to Virginia Tech. And it was funny because, like, Chris Peake put something out about Louisville being a winnable game. He, he tweeted it. And I thought to myself, when reading it, I didn't want to, you know, be one of those guys that pisses on Chris's parade, but our only win was against Wofford up in, so far. We, you know, we need to try to at least beat somebody that's 1A before before we can talk about these games being winnable. But yeah, Pitt lost Virginia Tech 38-21. And uh, what happened this game? Well, defense just, you know, was bad for the most part. Virginia Tech was just more physical. They imposed their will on Pitt's defense. And of course... Pitt gave up some big plays as well. I mean, Chiron Drones, he was 12-19 for 228. Three touchdown passes, and he had 41 yards rushing. Virginia Tech as a team ran for 199 yards on the ground, two touchdowns. So it was just more physical game. Def- offensively for Pitt, only 38 yards rushing. Uh, we had some flashes with Sebo. But, uh, yeah, that's really about it. I mean, there was really not much else to... I mean, Sebo had two catches, 57 yards, one touchdown. 
Bob Means, one catch for 75 yards. Konata, four catches. For... And for some reason, my Apple Watch is going off. Oh, well. You know. Phil Jerkovic, 22 for 235, 2T, two zero picks. <clears throat> Overall, Pitt's offense only scored 14 points. They got a seven off a turnover from the, from the defense. Not, you know, not to mention that critical fumble to start the second half was, you know, was a killer. Pitt did, um, you know, get the 2021, and then, of course, they just couldn't capitalize and Oh no! It's just a bad, bad football team. They're bad. I mean, they're one and four. I mean, they have only they have no one double A. They have they have no one A wins. So I don't know what to what to say. <clears throat> well, you know, other than that, not much else. You know. Pitt doesn't have a single, I guess, FBS win, or FC, you know, FBS, I guess you call it, or 1A win. I don't know where you go with this. I mean, or what you do with it at this point. I mean, it's a combination of a lot of things. The offensive line's pretty bad. I mean... I think your first, uh, you know, your first thing is you dress the offensive line. I'm sure that uh, Coach Borbs is a nice teacher, like Pat Narduzzi said, but, well, we got we to teach them how to block and pass protect. You know, and, you know, maybe... You know, a change is made in the offensive corner position. I don't think Pat should be doing any of the hiring at this point. I mean, I don't know who you hire, though. That's the question. But we don't know what Heather Likes' uh, future is as well. I mean, people said they, they, they need Heather to make the hire, but there's no... Um, Um, no guarantee that uh, she'll be here. So I really don't know what to say about this. I mean, to talk about it is, is, is this the worst team of the Pat Narduzzi era? Probably is. Uh, I mean, there was a team that didn't make the bowl game. that they were they, they were bad, but at the same time, they had no quarterback, really. They had... They had, uh, what's it called? Max Brown started out and he got hurt. Then they had, you know, Ben DiNucci. Then they had Kenny Pickett. Kenny gave us um, some hope for the future. So that team was entirely too bad. The only thing I will say on, at receiver, they were pretty, they, had two, they, had, they were good at running back, but receiver, they were very lacking, I remember, in tight end. But let's take a look at that team. That was a 20, let's see, 20, it's a 2017 Pitt Panthers, maybe? Let's take a look at them. Yeah, they were 5 and 7. 
Yeah, let's see. What was their schedule like that year? Let's see. They uh, lost this. Well, they got beat by Georgia Tech. 35-17 we lost that game. Yeah, they start out one and three. We beat we beat Youngstown State twenty and twenty one overtime. Lost to Penn State thirty three fourteen. Oklahoma State hammered us, and let's see, Georgia Tech beat us. Then we rebounded with Rice, and then Syracuse lost twenty seven twenty four. That's when um, Brown got hurt. We still had a chance to win that game. We lost NC State, which was obvious. Then we beat Duke and Virginia. That was a game I think we ran for so many yards in that game. Then our next two games, we lost to um, North Carolina 34-31. And then Virginia Tech 2014. I remember that game because we, um, you know. Yeah, I mean, so I don't think this team is, you know. So 2017... I think we think we have some stability at quarterback. Maybe that team, you know, they make a bowl game. It just didn't happen, but whatever. So yeah, I can probably say this is the worst team the Pattern Doozy era. It's quite obvious because, well, it's still early yet. I mean, they're one. Well, they could, Pat can you know pull a, pull some wins out of his ass yet because he's known to do that. But I don't know where you go with this at this point. I mean, it just, it doesn't get any easier. We've been through that discussion so many times about the schedule, about their journey. You know, it's not going to get any easier. So I don't know where to go with it. Oh, well. Anyways. Yeah, I, I can't talk about it anymore. It just, I, I like I said, I have nothing. Um, let's look at Louisville and NC State. Uh, and of course, and of course, the ESPN ads are starting to shoot up. But let's see, Louisville beat NC State thirteen ten. Louisville is thirteen. You know, Louisville is five and zero, three and ACC. Must be nice. NC State falls to three and two. Brent Armstrong, I thought he would show some better things since being reunited with his offensive coordinator, but from when he was when he lit up at Virginia, but yeah, it doesn't look too good. Notre Dame beat Duke twenty one fourteen. Duke falls to four and one. Notre Dame five and one. Uh Riley Leonard suffered a really bad injury. In fact, let's look him up. Is he out for the year? Because that would you know, because that would suck if he is. I mean, I watched the game. It just, you know, it happened. I mean, uh, there's no update, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. There's not much. There's really no update on him yet. Okay, it's not season ending. You know, so he could be back. But still, I mean, they had a really... They looked like they were really having a um, potential season. And let's see. 
I just lost my thing here, my train of thought. Okay, we talked about Duke and Notre Dame. Let's move on. Clemson beat Syracuse 31 14. Uh, I don't know about, you know, Syracuse is now 4 and 1. Must be nice to be 4 and 1. Uh, Virginia is 0 5. I mean, they just, they're just bad. Boston College, you know, they lost to Boston College 27 24. BC isn't good either. But that's where Pitt is. Pitt's in the bottom tier of things. Uh, Georgia Tech lost to Bowling Green 38-27. You know, I bitched and moaned about losing to Georgia Tech last year, and I had a whole bunch of their fans in my mentions talking about how they're, they're a better team than what, what's, what's been advertised. And, yeah, you, you guys still suck. You know, it doesn't matter. And Virginia Tech, uh, of course, beat us. So that was the ACC in a recap. Top 25, of course, Oregon State beat Utah, so that was twenty. That was on Friday. Uh, Georgia and Auburn, Georgia came back to beat Auburn 27-20. What else happened? Well, Penn State beat Northwestern 41-13. Penn State started off slow, but um, they got back into it. And, you know, you know James Franklin is a second-half, t- you know, James Franklin's a second-half coach, and he's going to make sure they cover, too, along with winning. USC beat Colorado 48-41. There are a lot of people that are claiming claiming some sort of moral victory for, for Colorado in this game, and I don't know. The game was never really in doubt for the most part. You know, whatever. And, of course, my laser printer is going off, if you hear in the background. Alabama beat Mississippi State. I mean, I know Mississippi State's been complaining about their start, but you know, you're going to a new you're going to a new coach. I mean, you're the coach who built the that was building your program unexpectedly passed away, and now you know it's like you're starting from square one again. Ole Miss beat LSU 59, 40, 55, 49 and you know in a shootout. Uh, Brian Kelly's definitely going to be on the hot seat because you can't lose games like that at LSU. You know, they have standards, goddammit. They were trying to fire Ed Orgeron the year he won the national championship. I mean, they were they were trying to figure out which game it was. Whatever. Oh, well. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go to the, uh, to the Steelers. Um... My folks were in town this weekend, and you know we took my oldest to the game. My dad and I took the, my oldest to his first ever NFL game, and you know getting to the stadium was a real pain in the ass, which is why I don't drive around Houston so much because everywhere you go, it's a pain in the ass to, to drive anywhere. You know, it sucks, but eventually. Um, We got there. I mean, of course, we got there after. Yeah, you know, we got there after kickoff. We sat down. Texans fans were pretty cool. As we were leaving the parking lot, they were saying, "Good game. Enjoy your flight home." I mean, whatever. Some guy offered me a shot of moon, a moonshine. That was apple apple cinnamon moonshine, as he, as he called it. I shot it, and I mean, I felt fine going home. So I guess it wasn't too bad. You got. I mean. People tell me, you know, there's several types of moonshine that they make, and 
supposedly some moonshine isn't true moonshine. You know, you know, it's got to have that more, it's got to have that taste and more of of an effect supposedly on you when you drink it. And if you don't feel much, it's basically just a shot of snops. I don't know. Like, like the flavor ones, for instance. You know, personally, I don't know. I mean, it's whatever. But as far as the game goes, the Steelers, I mean, what's the Steelers record versus the Texans? Let's see here. Steelers record versus Texans. I know it's got to be lopsided. All right, here it is. The Steelers lead this series 5-3? to three? All right, let's take a look here. The first game I was at, I remember. I was at this game. That was 2002. The Texas beat the Steelers 24-6. I remember that game. Tommy Maddox was a disaster. 2005, the Steelers won 27-7. And then 2008, the Steelers destroyed them 38-17, I remember. 2011, the Texans won 17-10. Then the Steelers took the next three games. Let's see, 30-23, 34-6, and then 20-21. That was when Deshaun Watson played, I'm, you know. I think two of those games were the Deshaun Watson there, I think. But uh, this game here in particular, the Steelers were dominated. I mean, I've... The Texans just look faster, more physical, and like and if we're, if we're comparing quarterbacks, it seemed like CJ Stroud is way ahead of Kenny Pickett in development. But at the same time, the Steelers' defense hasn't been all that great, and of course, Kenny Pickett. Uh, you know, has one issue he's dealing with, and it's the, the it's the offensive coordinator Matt Cannon. I mean, it just I don't know. The, the, the offense just just doesn't seem to have a much imagination. I mean, I mean, the running plays are like they seem like there are a lot of misdirections and and whatnot, which is fine. But the passing, it's just like it's just a lot of silent passes, dink and dunks. I mean, You've got a really good you you, you have a you have, you have a, a fast vertical receiver in George Pickens and you don't use them it's just it's baffling to me and on top of that on fourth and one I mean they went shotgun and even Texans fans were even saying how the hell are you in a fourth and one and you go shotgun knowing damn well it's not going to work and, the, and they, I mean one guy was like how the hell do you go fourth and one on a you know on a with a shotgun, stupid play calling, and you know we all knew that it was bad play calling. But they did have, um, I will say, the concessions at the Energy Stadium probably dwarf um, Heinz Field Shore. I will say that the Bun B's Trill Burgers is there, but. I wasn't gonna spend twenty something dollars on a you know on a burger and fries. I'm sorry. I don't care. I don't care who makes it. In fact, I still need to go down there and take a look. You know, try that try that place out. But I've had my share of smash burgers, so it's not that big of a deal to me. 
And of course, you know, there's lots of barbecue places. I mean, in Mexican, I mean, so you can get, you know, all kind of stuff at the Texans game, whether it's barbecue, burgers, whatnot, Mexican food, fajitas, you know, the, the, uh, it's well, uh, the menu is well diverse and, you know, it was funny because took, we took my kids to the aquarium, the Rainforest Aquarium. It's down in Galveston. And um, my um, my kids saw the Dippin' Dots, and they were like, they wanted Dippin' Dots. And I just remember as a kid in, in, in high school, I remember when they opened the Dippin' Dots at Century, Century 3 Mall. And that was probably 96 maybe. And they were supposed to be the ice cream of the future, and I never understood it. Until we got some, and it was all these little, you know, freaking balls of ice cream. And I'm like, okay, what's the this is what's the big deal with this? I'm looking, but now I'm looking at my kids eating it, and it's 2023, and they're like, "Have you ever had Dippin' Dots before?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I had them in high school." I said they were considered the ice cream of the future. And of course, they asked how long ago was that, and I'm like, well, ooh, that was like 1996. Shit, that was, let's see, I was six, 17 at the time, so shit, 44 months, shit, 27 years ago. 30 years, it'll be almost 30 years ago since I had Dippin' Dots. It's amazing, you know, we collect baseball cards in the 80s, early 90s. And, you know, we talked about how old the cards were. Like, you know, cards in the 50s were 30 years old. In the 70s, 20, and we collected them like they were freaking, like, relics, you know? Like, they were just, you know, old, old relics. We collected them. And we had these cards, and we were all like, oh, I got a Bonds rookie, man. I can't wait 30 years when, you know, when I can, you know, I can't wait 30 years when these cards are worth thousands of dollars, you know? And unfortunately, Topps, Flair, and Don Ross, and even Upper Deck overproduced the hell out of their cards. Even their premium, even their premium sets, they 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 um, overproduced the hell out of them. So now, a lot of the cards you bought are worth the same than you bought when you um, got them in packs thirty years ago. And in some instances, the packs that you spent all that money for are are, are cheaper thirty years later. I mean. Packs of Stadium Club are going for like $10, $15, and you could probably get them a lot cheaper than that probably now because they just it wasn't a good set. I mean, plus the cards, you know, they they brick. I will say that uh, one account to follow on TikTok is, and even, you know, you know, if you can find one on Facebook Reels, is Junk Wax Sal. I mean, he he opens up all these old packs. I just love watching, I love his commentary because he, Canseco is the GOAT. And he went on this rant about how, about Dennis Eckersley, about him throwing, he said, Eckersley ruined my childhood by throwing an underhand pitch to a freaking, to a cripple that cost the A's the game one of the World Series. But, yeah. As far as the Steelers go, going back to everything, I don't know where to go from here. Tallman even admits that uh, changes need to be made. Kenny's out for a few weeks, and, you know, I'm not sure where they go at this point. 
I mean, this could be another bad year. And well, they they haven't had like a really really bad year. From you know, but they may need one right now. I mean, if you're hovering around eight eight you know nine and eight all this you know eight nine or whatever, it's maybe some things need to need to change. I don't know, but. If you're gonna go, if you're gonna tank that bad, you might as well just drop the quarterback. Because, I mean, Kenny showed some flashes last year, but I don't know. He just doesn't look good this year. Up until then, Parvitz's offensive line. I mean, he just. I mean, it's just bad. But oh well, guys. I have nothing else to talk about. You know. Pitt sucked. Steelers sucked. I think the Pirates wrapped up their year. I don't really care if they did or not. Oh, well. Hell to Pitt.